This is Scott, host of the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast and Black author. You could get all three of my books. My first book, Systematic Racism and Capitalism, Alliance of Oppression. My second book, Hypocrisy in America, The Veil of White Supremacy. And my third book, my first novel, Exodus 2035, all available on Amazon.com and Amazon Kindle. If you don't have a Kindle, you can download the Kindle app to your smartphone or tablet and you can access those products. Thanks for listening. Um, don't forget you and you network. You can find that on Instagram, you and you underscore network, where you can find all the shows uh, under the you and you network. Shout out to the you and you network. You know what I'm saying? And all those podcasts that's on you and you network. Thank for the you and you network that had brothers at you and you network. You can check out the socials at you a n d u underscore network 70 years after seven black men were executed in virginia for the rape of a white woman governor ralph northam has pardoned them posthumously they're known as the martinsville seven our jake burns spoke to their families today about why bringing national exposure to this case is so important to them jake Well, most of you at home probably have not heard these names before. That's Frank Hairston Jr., Booker Milner, Francis DeSales Grayson, Howard Lee Hairston, James Luther Hairston, Joe Henry Hampton, and John Claiborne Taylor. For their families, this day is about those seven. I couldn't help from crying when I seen my brother's face. A scheduled rally for justice for the men known as the Martinsville Seven. Cried about it. I prayed about it that you know that the families will receive that closure, and today is history. Of a white woman, the mass execution was the largest for rape in U.S. history. A sentencing first handed down by an all-white jury just eight days after the incident. These men were executed because they were black. In a surprise to the families and advocates, Governor Northam signing posthumous pardons for the Martinsville Seven, saying evidence shows they weren't given due process and their sentence was racially biased. Thank you, Lord. This reaction from James Grayson, the son of Francis DeSalle Grayson, now pardoned 70 years after the state put him to death. As we sit here in 2021 and, and think about you know, what happened, the, the rapid trials, the, the trials by juries that were all white men, um, it, it was wrong. I think we all, again, as a society, need to work together to, uh, to, to do right for the Commonwealth. And I want you all to put this on the front page of a national newspaper. I want to see this on Oprah. Have you ever heard of the Martinsville 7? I sure haven't. We will get to them in a second. Once again, welcome back to the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. You can follow this show on iTunes, Spotify. I'm not sure if Google Play still does podcasts, but if you have an Android phone, Spotify would be a best bet. You can access the podcast for free there. Everybody should be following me on Instagram at unprocessed underscore knowledge. Best way to keep up with the show, click the link tree on my bio. Android users, you can go straight to the Spotify. iPhone users, you can go straight to iTunes. You can access all three of my books available on Amazon.com, including my first novel, Exodus 2035, 
And if you want to donate to the show, you can donate to the show through the link tree. Also, everybody should be following the UNU Network on Instagram, U-A-N-D-U underscore network. Follow all the shows. Separate the two. Three stars, two bars. A Taste to Consider podcast. Reservation for Three podcast. Code Sheen. Help us out, guys. We need your help to grow this network. Here's what you can do to help us out. Follow the UNU Network on Instagram. Follow all the shows on Instagram. You know, hit the follow button. It's not going to cost you anything. All right. That helps push us up in these algorithms to help other people find out about the show as well. As we all know, social media runs the entertainment business, so to speak. Very big when it comes to promotions. And these all these things go off algorithms and we are growing our audience organically and we need your help. So hit the follow button, hit the like button, drop us comments. We're not going to bite your head off. We're not going to embarrass nobody. I'm not going to come down to your job and stand up in front of all your white coworkers and tell them that you're a fan of the show. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to put nobody on blast. None of us are. One thing that's very interesting about Three Stars, Two Bars, exclusively on the UNU Network, and that podcast is adults only. They have a very interactive podcast what do i mean by that they go live every week every time they go live they open up their instagram for anybody who wants to dial in and be a part of the show so if you go on their instagram live and they're talking about something that you want to comment on you can dial into their show they will let you on and you can be a part of their show and this show is adults only and you can say whatever you want to say on their podcast it's a little scary at times but they manage it well. So big shout out to those guys. They have their podcast is very interactive, very friend, fan friendly. You are literally a part of the show. It's not like this show where it's just me talking to you through an app. You can join the show, give your two cents, have fun, say what you want to say, so on and so forth. Now that we have handled that in the opening clip, Governor Northrop, the coon man, remember him down in Virginia? He exonerated the Martinsville 7. You know, you may have never heard of them. I certainly haven't. Here's a breakdown of what happened. In 1949, a white woman by the name of Ruby Floyd said she was walking past a group of black men. She was on the black side of town. She was walking past a group of black men, and she said 13 black men gang raped her repeatedly for hours that's what she said the police they found and they arrested seven black men this was in 1949 they found they arrested these men they say they got well none of these men had lawyers they got confessions out of these men they got signed confessions out of these men these men went to trial. They were found guilty. And two years later, all seven of these men were electrocuted. All seven of them put to death. Now, here's the thing. Half of these men arrested were illiterate. They couldn't read or write. So how do you get a signed confession out of someone who can't write and who can't read? Now, the police say that all these men confessed to the crime, but they also said the same thing about the Central Park Five. And we all know DNA evidence proved the Central Park Five 
did not do it, was not guilty. They never had any evidence that these men did anything to this woman other than they say we got this, they confess, and we got this signed confession that they wrote. Hmm. Now, if they were guilty, if they actually did this crime, the evidence should speak for itself. It should be a slam dunk. It should be a open and shut case. So why do you have to fabricate evidence? Why do you have to write a several witness statements for men who are illiterate, who cannot read or write? How come these men didn't have lawyers? How come you just didn't follow it by the book, give them due process, et cetera, et cetera, take it to court and we'll prove you did it because we know you did it. They didn't do that. They got him in the room. They probably beat the hell out of him. They forged confessions. They said they did it. The trial lasted a total of eight days. The jury was full, was eight white men. They all gave him the death penalty. And these men, they didn't sit on death, sit on death row for years and years and years like Dylan Stone Roof. What? He walked in that church and shot and killed all those people in 2016. It's 2021. He's still alive. They're, they're, his lawyers are still trying to say, you know, he's mentally incompetent. And this case should be thrown out. Now, all seven of these men were give, were killed, was given the electric chair within two years. They were all dead. Now, even back in 1951, civil rights movements protested about this case in particular because they said this this don't seem right. So even back in 1951, people were saying y'all really don't have no evidence, no evidence against any of these men other than I'm white and I say so. Other than, oh, yeah, they confess. Other than that. So the Martinsville 7 this week was exonerated by Governor Northrop, Coon Man Governor Northrop down in Virginia. And I'm just saying, how many more? Now, I live very close to the neighboring state of Virginia. I'm in, I'm in Washington, D.C. Never heard of the Mount Martinsville 7. How many how many group, other groups of black men who were sentenced to death for allegedly raping a white woman without any proof that we never heard of. That's my question. And let's stick to the state of Virginia. Down in Richmond, Virginia, a towering statue of Confederate General Robert E. Lee is expected to be taken down today as a symbol of racial injustice for more than 130 years after it was erected, erected in tribute to the South's Civil War leader, while many other Confederate symbols across the South have been removed without public announcements beforehand to avoid unruly crowds, Governor Ralph Northrop Coonman is expecting a multitude and plans to live stream the event on so social media. Northrop announced plans to take down the statue in June 2020, 10 days after George Floyd died under the knee of a Minneapolis police officer. So, if you have never seen the statue of Confederate General Robert E. Lee in Richmond, Virginia, for those of you who don't know, Richmond was the capital of the Confederacy during the Civil War. This is a towering statue. This statue is huge. Just do a quick, quick Google search. You'll see exactly what I mean. This statue is humongous. It's finally being taken down after 130 years. I can't think of another country that builds towering monuments to people who tried to overthrow their government 
um, America isn't the only country in the world that's had a civil war. They've had civil wars all throughout Europe. They've had civil wars all throughout the continent. You know, they've had civil wars other places. America is the only place I know of that builds thousands of towering monuments to the people who tried to overthrow their country. I mean, my goodness, they don't have towering monuments of, of, of Adolf Hitler. <laughs> you know, they don't have towering monuments in other places of people who tried to literally overthrow their government. But America does, you know, racism, you know, America doesn't run on Duncan. It runs on racism. I'm sure you have quite a few people who uh, label themselves as conservative, charged up about this. I'm pretty sure they'll come out and talk about wokeism and how they're changing the landscape of America and how the snowflakes, how the liberal Democrats are just taking things too far. Notice these so-called conservatives. They always talk about how the so-called liberal people are are soft and always whining and crying. But the so-called conservative people whine and cry about everything. If the U.S. women's soccer team says something they don't like, they whine and cry. If a football player takes a knee, they whine and cry. If somebody decides they're going to take down a statue of a Confederate general, they whine and cry. If somebody decides they don't want the Confederate flag flying over their state houses, they whine and cry. When Donald Trump lost the election, <laughs> they tried to take over the government and they still say Joe Biden's not really the president. They still whining and crying. They the most whining, cryingest people of them all. If we really want to keep it real. One of the Proud Boys was recently sentenced in Washington, D.C. for burning Black Lives Matter flag stolen from a church. And here's how that went. A leader of the Proud Boys is back in court for sentencing today based on his actions during a pro-Trump rally in Washington last December. Enrique Tario pleaded guilty to two misdemeanor charges, including the burning of a Black Lives Matter banner that was stolen from a black church. NBC News justice correspondent Pete Williams joins us now from Washington. Pete, what can you tell us about Tario and uh, what's expected to happen at sentencing today? Well, as you note, this is not related to January 6th. Some three dozen members or followers of the Proud Boys have been charged in the Capitol riot. But this is something that happened back in December, a raucous pro-Trump rally December 12th here in Washington, at which a banner from Asbury United Methodist Church, one of the oldest black churches in Washington, was burned. Now, Tario, when he was sentenced, or when he pleaded guilty, rather, in July, said he did not know that it came from a church and that if he had, he wouldn't have done it. But prosecutors say that can't possibly be true, that there's video that shows him on and around the grounds of the church, and he knew the Proud Boys were in there and that he had to know that's where it came from. And besides, they say, on the banner itself, it had the name of the church. So they don't believe that. They say he's never expressed remorse, that he posted on social media, that he was glad that he did it. So they say he should be sentenced to 90 days in jail and 90 days of probation, uh, for what he did at the church, and he also pleaded guilty to possessing two high-capacity ammunition, uh, ammunition magazines. When he came back to the district on January 4th, he was back here to take part in the Capitol riot, and the police were basically tipped off that he was coming. So he ended up getting sentenced to five months in jail. He reports to his nice warm prison cell on September 6th. Nobody believes that he didn't know it came from the church since he himself was on the church grounds. And him and his buddies took the flag from the church. And on the flag, it's got the name of the church on the flag. Right? Nobody was buying that one. So I had, I hope he has a nice, uncomfortable say in his uh, nice 
nice jail cell. Now, let's, let's lean into what I really wanted to talk about on this week's episode, guys. If you dig in the archives, I once did a show called LFC, Logic, Facts, and Common Sense. We have to use logic, facts, and common sense in all aspects of life. What I really wanted to get into today is that too many of us really don't use logic, facts, and common sense, especially when it comes to following people who have large personalities. There's a whole, a lot of things on the internet, but even before the internet, you had people who were had larger than life personalities. You had people who were good orators. For those of you who don't know what that means, that means they were very charismatic when they speak. Right? You had people who could gather large crowds and say all types of things, but just because someone does that doesn't mean that that's someone to be followed now look just because someone puts on a conscious costume and says black power and claims they're for the people don't necessarily mean they for the people we have to be careful we have to use discernment we have to use our brains we have to use logic You shouldn't just be blindly following anyone. And I think a large part of the problem is after the civil rights movement, after Dr. King and after Malcolm X got assassinated for the black community, that left a void. So a lot of people started looking for the next black leader because for for a span of over 60 years, going back to the early 1900s, we had people we could look to and say, okay, this is the black leader at the moment. Everybody, everybody follow him. During the Civil War era, you had Frederick Douglass. In the early 1900s, you had Marcus Garvey and you had W.E.B. Du Bois. Then you had the rise of the black power movements. You had the Black Panthers. You had the Nation of Islam. You had... Um, Dr. King and his movement, you had Malcolm X, you had Huey P. Newton, or you had Elijah Muhammad, so many other, no disrespect to anybody else, but so many other people I can't even name, right? You had Kwame Ture, lots of folks. We could look at and say, okay, he's the leader, everybody follow him. At the end of the Civil Rights Movement, when Dr. King and Malcolm X got assassinated, a lot of people started looking for, okay, well, who's the next leader? Who's 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 going to guide us forward? What what's the, what's the next big black power movement? Because a lot of people wanted to be part of the move, part of a movement, and that opened the door. And let's just keep it a buck. That opened the door to a lot of charlatans. That opened the door to a lot of hustlers. That opened the door to a lot of conscious con men. People started following and things people started getting into that really didn't bear much fruit but did end up hurting a lot of black people specifically taking their money and putting them in a position where they just wasted time following false prophets following false leaders following people who had no intentions of building anything for the people but just wanted to fill their own pockets that's what we have to be careful 
uh, because the reality of the situation is the people are the leaders of the movement. Over 40 million black people in this country, when we come together and fight for the empowerment and pushing social politi- the social political agenda of our people forward, we can do that because we do it as a group. It don't take one person, right? Stop looking for the next black Superman to come through and do all the work. And that way you could just sit back on the couch and watch football and not do anything. Or sit back, you know, on Instagram and watch Love and Hip Hop and not do anything. In your mind, you know, oh, this this black leader, he'll do all the work. I'll just sit here and not do anything. All right. We fell for that under Obama and we fell behind eight years. We as a people, all of us, we all got to pitch in and do the work because when you get lazy, you open the door for nonsense. So we started talking about Dr. Khaled dying in uh, Malachi Z. York going to jail in 2001 for 74 counts of child molestation. And who all came from Dr. York? Phil Valentine, uh, Delbert Blair, and Bobby Hemmett. Three weirdos. Bobby Hemmett into Ain't No Magic. Delbert Blair getting those cell phone radiation blockers from aliens. And Phil Valentine being the master of UCC, the master of Moorish law, uh, a metaphysician, Egyptian, Afrocentric, Pan-African, shape-shifting, like this nigga was just every fucking thing. But that's what happens, uh, you know, when you're dealing with, so all that was considered weird to us. But they were the children of Dr. York. So they were recording themselves and putting themselves on DVDs. That clip, courtesy of Aboriginal Media on YouTube, that's Ali Muhammad's page. Now, look, no disrespect to Dr. Phil Valentine, Bobby Hammond, or our elder Delbert Blair. And some people even dispute what Ali Muhammad was saying was not necessarily true, that they were not necessarily, they did not necessarily study with Dr. Malachi Z. York, that, that, that there may be a discrepancy there. But here's what's important. What he was saying wasn't far-fetched. You know, now, if that's the type of stuff that you into, and that's what you want to study. If you believe in that, fine. But he mentioned somebody that I want to talk about that the audience may not necessarily be familiar of. He mentioned a man named Dr. Malachi Z. York. If you don't know who he is, he was very big. He was very popular late 80s, all throughout the 90s, especially in the New York City area. He founded a group called the Nuwapians. Now, Dr. Malachi Z. York, he amassed a very large following and he made a whole lot of money teaching black consciousness and this new religion and come follow me. Here are some of the things that Dr. York teach. And you can look all this up. I'm not exaggerating. This man said he was from the planet Risk. He said he was from another planet. R.I.S.Q. He said he was from the planet Risk. He said he was two trillion years old. He said he had infinite knowledge. He said he knew everything. And he told people, if you want some of this infinite knowledge, follow me and I'll teach you. Because I'm an alien from another planet and I'm two trillion years old. And I know everything. He dressed up like a Moor. He dressed up like an Egyptian. He said he knew the secrets of the Holy Bible and the Quran. He said he, he could speak languages no one else could speak. He knew every language on earth. And he was just this magical, omnipotent being. And black people followed him. 
gave him a ton of money. He was actually very popular, selling DVDs, selling books, selling newspapers. Now, Dr. Malachi Z. York, he's still alive. He's 76 years old. And if you don't know where he is, he is incarcerated in a maximum security prison, currently serving 135 years for fraud, conspiracy, racketeering, rape, and child molestation. He was convicted in 2004. Now, let me blow some of your minds. Dr. Malachi York, he's not even really a, a real doctor. He don't have a doctorate's degree. This is a Negro from Boston. He's a con man. He's not an alien from Planet Risk. And he's not two trillion years old. Here's the proof. If he's two trillion years old, he should be able to do that 135 year prison sentence like it's nothing. And then he'll walk out of prison after serving 135 years. And he would have been able to go on serving his debt to society and he'll be able to tell people I was right. Look, look at me. I told you I was two trillion years old. I just did 135 year bid. No big deal. Right. It's a con man. It's, it's the silliness I'm talking about. Now, this man had tons of black people who actually followed him and really believed all this silly nonsense. In the early 2000s, he moved his organization from New York down to Georgia and purchased a compound where he committed all types of child molestation acts. All types of crimes, all types of fraud, all types of racketeering and conspiracy and God knows what, what else. And why did he move his organization from New York City down to Georgia? Because he was trying to avoid being prosecuted for crimes in New York City. So he went down to Georgia. This is in 2004. This is an ancient history. We got to. Guys, you got to use logic, fact and common sense. It's one thing to say you believe aliens exist. It's one thing to say you don't think we're alone on this planet. It's one thing to say, hey, you think maybe even UFOs have been here before. It's another thing to say I am an alien from another planet and follow and I have infinite knowledge and I'm two trillion years old and follow me and give me all all your money so I can teach you. Why why would you believe that? Just because someone says they they pro black and they for the people. Just because someone says, you know, I'm 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 against the white man. All this man's victims were black. All the people whose money he stole. All the people who he abused, the women that he raped, the children that he molested. These was all black folks. These was all black women. These was all black kids. And you still have some people today who said, oh, no, it was a government conspiracy against Dr. York even though he's not a real doctor. You know, they set him up because he was waking up. The They, trust me, that's not true. <laughs> they didn't set him up. Now, you also have to keep a close eye of the people who come from this tree. What are they teaching? And I'm not saying this to disparage anybody. Does it make sense? Is it real? Why do you believe in it? All right. We don't have time, you know. Entertainment has its place. But it's time to put silly things away and let's get serious. Now, here's the point. When people come into the community and try to get folks registered to vote, we don't have time for it. 
we're trying to get social political power we're trying to get people involved we're trying to get people registered to vote we're trying to get you to come down to the local meetings we're trying to get organized nobody has time for it we're trying to establish job corps programs nobody has time for it we're trying to establish adult learning centers let's organize let's come together let's 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 teach people new skills so they can get better jobs job training programs nobody has time for it how about we come together and put together our resources maybe we can pull together some after school program for the kids uh teach them a little bit more knowledge itself maybe we can teach them some 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 other skills that they're not getting in, in the school keep them off the streets nobody has time for it nobody wants to get involved nobody wants to contribute Somebody comes along and says he's from planet risk and he's two trillion years old and he have infinite knowledge. And all you have to do is give him all your money and he'll give you some of this infinite knowledge and you can and you'll just be wiser and smarter. Then everybody's curious and wants to know what's this infinite knowledge from this from this alien. Let's prop him up, make him a multimillionaire. And let's all follow him. Guys, it's it's silly. You gotta watch out for the weirdos. This has been the un process knowledge podcast once again everybody should be following me on instagram best way to keep up with the show at unprocess underscore knowledge see you next time